come on in where the table is spread and the feast of love is going on. Welcome back to Love's Table. I'm blessed to be your lead pulpiteer, Avi Grace JL. We always start with a word of prayer. So today's word of prayer is, I am free. Praise the Lord, I am free. Today I'm going to give you a story time. It's a reflection on my first time entering my first fully affirming and open church. That basically means it is fully 100% LGBTQ plus inclusive. We do not discriminate. We do not withhold privilege of service. It's 100% inclusive and affirming. They believe God is love and love is for everyone and that you have a seat at love's table. They are one of the roots and foundations of my ministry and of all the ministry that comes through me, including this podcast, Love's Table. I'm so excited about it. So this, without further ado, the next segment you will hear will be me talking about Unity Fellowship Church Charlotte and my first experience on February 27th, 2010. Listen and be blessed. I am free, praise the Lord, I'm free, no longer bound, no more chains holding me, my soul is resting, it's such a blessing. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, I'm free. Picture it, Unity Fellowship Church, Charlotte, February 27th, 2010, Sunday. Last Sunday in Black History Month, Him Sing Sunday. I a college student walked in late because I thought the church was close enough that I could walk to it. So me not driving, I decided to venture out and walk, not knowing that the church was well beyond walkability. You see, we didn't have the same GPS like you have today. We had a version of it, but it wasn't as evolved. So we were past MapQuest, but we weren't quite with Siri. So we, so I ventured out. And then when you add in Sunday bus times in Charlotte, I was basically a late, an hour late. So I walked into church and um, first thing I met, were two beautiful transgender sisters who were the ushers. And they were the sweetest, no-nonsense bunch. One has since passed away. And the other one I saw, ironically, at a funeral a few weeks ago. But it's something about that day that changed my life. 
You see, growing up in the churches, I went to many churches, visited many churches, branches, everything you can imagine in the Christian black church. But what is something different about walking into Unity Fellowship that Sunday? I was scared. I didn't know a soul. I didn't want to be embarrassed. I wanted just to sit in the back and disappear. Well, instead of sitting me in the back and letting me disappear, the only seat available in the entire house was in the front of the church. On the second row, center, bullseye center. What I didn't realize was that I was being seated in the middle of the clergy section. Well, what's so important about that? What's so important about that is because I had stopped, quote unquote, stop, silence, whatever, myself from preaching a year, over a year, about 14 months before that. So this is February 2010. I officially stopped accepting speaking engagements. February, November 2008, a few weeks after Barack Obama historic first term win of the presidency. So it had been 14 months since I had been even called minister. I was in college. I was being promiscuous, whatever a college person was doing, I tried most of it and I thought I was damaged goods. Literally, literally the Sunday that I went, I had weaved to my butt. I was wearing a tan sweater vest with a black collar shirt. I was pretending to be gay boy, trying to be gay boy. Anyway, I thought it was cute. Well, I was still disaphoric, but at that point, I was just tamping it down into thinking it was gas or something, heartburn or something. LOL, I digress. When I walked in, I was seated right after the hymn choir stopped singing. I don't remember what they said, sang, but I remember... There being a pause. And when I walked in, it's like every eye in the building was on me. I was like, oh, God, who is all these people? I tell you what, there may have been one person I knew because my my manager, my old manager at Bojangles, that was her church. Monica. And I, I don't remember her last name, but she was. She was a church. I don't know if she was there that Sunday. I believe she was. So if she was, then I knew one person. And we weren't close by any means, but I knew her. Ironically, I don't think I ever saw her. I maybe saw her once after that. But after that, I never really saw her again. But I sat down in the middle of the preacher section. And the bishop at the time the founding the founding pastor of Unity Fellowship Church Charlotte 
Bishop Tanya Rawls, she got up and she began to sing. And she sang the words I sing at the beginning. I am free. Praise the Lord, I am free. No longer bound, no more chains holding me. My soul is resting. It's such a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. And in that moment, I remember something like a chill coming over my body and I instantly believed her. And instantly in the deepest parts of my soul, I knew I was free. Context is the summer before this happened, I had gone through summer, fall. I went to a trendy church about 45 minutes from that church that I'm talking about now. And it was held in a um, funeral home. The church is still in existence in Shelby, but the church isn't there in Rock Hill. It lasted all of one summer. It was basically a tent revival. Every Sunday, Saturday, Friday, whatever, it would be church. It was one of those churches where you would go, spirit would be high, you would get up and dance, and people would fall out all over the floor. I never fit into that church. Like, ever. At that time, I thought it was gay. I thought it was too gay, even though subsequently there was um, some revelations about some of the leadership, but that's not my story to tell. I never felt like I was good enough. My clothes never felt like they fit in. I never fit in, even though I desperately wanted to. And I always sat at the back, always sat at the back. Trying to blend in or at least um, not stick out. I never got to blend in. I never shouted fast enough or cute enough or whatever it was back then. And then I go to this church and instantly my heart is overwhelmed, right? It was not a perfect church for me. I went through a lot of hell in that church. But that church was the homiest church. Um, it was at that church that I actually met my now pastor, the Reverend Dr. Yvette Flinder. And I started under her tutelage a year after this first service. And it was at this church that I heard the for, for the first times God, gay and good in the same sentence it was at this church that I understood that God actually could love me. It was at this church that I began to court Jesus, like date Jesus. And I was just, I became re-centered. Re I, when I came to this church, I was basically a religious Pharisee. I was a prick, right? So 
I didn't really have my own religious background when I came to, to unity. I was Pentecostal holiness, but literally there was no root. Um, I knew Jesus. I knew God. And that was it. And I knew how to shake, shimmy and shout. And I knew how to dodge and buck and all of the physicalities of church. I knew I knew how to make it look good and but it took me about two years after this to really sit back and say, I don't have to do this anymore. And it was about 2012 that I just, I was in a, I'll tell you that story at a later date, but I was in a roach infested house and I just, I surrendered my life in 2012, May, 2012. And I just said, I surrender. And I asked God for help. And I just began to worship God in the broken places. Unity was a place of my broken places. I love the fact that I could go to church and not have to wear a suit or tie or, or I could go to churches. And, I, and if I wanted to wear heels, I could wear heels and I wore uh, micros one time and all this other wonderful stuff. But for me, it was about, I treated, it was the transition between church becoming religion. Because I did, I joined that church for a man. We subsequently didn't um, work out, thank God. But I ended up getting my God family out of this church. I, um, I had my first love out of this church. Um, got my first heartbreak for real, for real out of this. So many things. But when she sang, going back to the bishop, when she sang, I am free, praise the Lord, I am free. I felt and heard the chains of my childhood fall. Like I felt, I heard them. I heard them fall. I couldn't articulate it. I couldn't tell you what it was, but I began to hear the childhood tapes stop. There began to be a skip in the record, those broken records. But, of course, um, It took years for it to fully stop. And I still have moments when childhood trauma and childhood thoughts want, want to start back up. And it's a no, no, no. I'm not going to allow those childhood traumas to start back up. I'm not going to allow you to tell me that God hates me or that I'm this or that. No, I'm good with God and God is good with me. That's what this church did for me. And I and and people think I am the bishop's number one fan and I might be. I am very very um in awe of her work and um she is my mother in the spirit. Like she's my spiritual mother. And it started that day um she did something subsequently over the next few months, she did a couple things that just solidified that in my mind, her and her beautiful wife. Um, 
And I'm just grateful. I do want to go back, however. I do want to go back to just tell you that she subsequently left that church and has started a new work and a new ministry in the same building, but under a different banner. And so I wish her and all the best with Sacred Souls and Unity has continued on. I was just there for their anniversary. It was beautiful. Life changes and life evolves and life moves on. And from one many, as she would say. But the point of this whole thing is I just want to just bring to mind pastors, evangelists, preachers, pulpiteers, teachers, whoever. Don't take it for granted that you're meeting somewhere on a Sunday. Don't take it for granted that you are meeting somewhere on a Sunday, that you are, um, that God is here and it's just another Sunday because you never know who's in your audience and you never know how broken they are, even though they smile and giddy and you never know how isolated they are. You never know what exactly God is trying to get to them and what they need just to live. So I invite you to remember to be kind always. And don't just be kind, but be good. You already be good. You're already good, but be intentional about being good. Amen. Amen. I'm grateful for that. It's been 12 years. I was in my teens when I went. Was I? No, no, no. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Yeah, yes, I was. 2010. I was, I had just turned 19 years old. I am in my 30s now. It feels like a lifetime ago, but I take nothing for the journey now. Um, If I could go back in time, that's one of the places I would go back is in those three and a third years that I was there. Um, I would have joined sooner. I would have changed a couple things, but above all else, I'm grateful for that church showing me God and showing me different perspectives and different versions of God. So that's it. Um, This is the anniversary and I had something else planned. I wanted to just, just go ahead and just boom and hit this just like this. And so this is going to be this week's episode. I'm going to push next. I'm going to push the continuation of last week's sermon to next week because I needed to get this in today because it's actually the anniversary and it felt right. So regardless of whatever you do, wherever you go, whoever you talk to, however you flow, please know love has built a table and love has saved a special seat for you. God bless.